This is the Legislative Podcast under the Golden Dome from Iowa Public Radio. I'm John Pimble. We have reached the point of the legislative session where we are going to begin giving retirement speeches. Around this time, legislators who have announced they aren't seeking re-election in the Iowa legislature are granted a, quote, retirement speech from the chamber floor. From the House to the Senate, around 35 legislators are not running for re-election. A few are seeking to run in the other chamber, and there are also some running for congressional seats. Some of these decisions are also due to redistricting. In the House, there are 18 representatives planning to retire. House Speaker Pro Tem John Wills announces how the speeches will proceed. There was a very scientific method of choosing the order. I put all the names in a hat and drew them out. And so uh, Representative Williams is going to be our first retiree to give a speech. Thank you, voters. Democratic Representative Dave Williams has served for two terms in the House. For having the confidence in me to serve you for two terms. That is the most humbling feeling, and I hope I have lived up to your expectations. I appreciated the encouragement to run for another term. However, I am not wired for politics, and a maximum two terms was always my plan. I look forward to serving you for the remainder of this term and then seeing you back in the community at social events, as well as working shoulder to shoulder with you to continue the journey for Black Hat County and Cedar Falls. Most importantly, I would like to thank my family, who has supported me on this endeavor over the last quarter of a century. Republican Representative Cecil Dolchek has been a legislator for 26 years. First of all, my beautiful wife, Patty, our children, Eric, Justin, Josie, Darren, and our daughter, Jamie, who we lost in 2019 after a battle with cancer. Thank you to our 14 grandchildren. I apologize for missing excuse me, many of your activities because of the responsibilities associated with this job. Republican Representative Jared Klein speaks fondly of Representative Ross Poschen, who was also one of his roommates during this session. One of my best friends in the whole world is Ross Poschen, who is the age of my dad. He reminds me often how I am the age of his daughter, but we talk just like we've been friends our entire life. And I will say, I came in with you, Ross. I'm proud that your reading habits have evolved in a positive way. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Republican Representative Ross Poschen is also leaving the legislature. You know, I first ran in 2008. Actually, Jared and I both ran in 2008, and we both lost. And then in 10, we both won. In 12, I ran for re-election and lost. And then 14, I came back and won the seat back, and now I've had four straight terms. I don't really consider this my retirement speech because I'm far from retiring. After two terms as a representative, Democratic Representative Molly Donahue is going to run for a Senate seat in the next election. I hate talking in public. And so I always face the front. And the only person I see that way is the speaker and a couple people over there. So I'm going to turn around and talk to you all right now and say thank you for the four years here. It has been wonderful. I plan on being over there, and I continue to hopefully continue to work with all of you, and uh, thank you. I live by the philosophy that it's easier to say I'm sorry than to ask for permission ahead of time. Democratic Representative Bruce Hunter is often known for his aggressive speeches on the House floor, but also seems to maintain a cordial relationship with his Republican counterparts, even when he's at his most passionate. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Majority Leader, if you think I made you nervous at time to time, you should see my leadership. 
<laughs> it all started in my freshman year when Representative Masher over there, Todd Taylor was sitting here, Dick Schultz and Bob Osterhaus convinced me that it would be a good idea to object to a unanimous consent to withdraw an amendment. <laughs> to you freshmen uh, and any freshman that's coming up, uh, here's my advice. Never do that. <laughs> you don't get a friendly reception when you get to the well. My decade in the Iowa House of Representatives has been the honor of my life. Democratic Representative Marty Anderson talks about her father, who changed his political registration from Republican to Democrat at the age of 76. When I was first elected, I promised my dad that I would find something I liked about each person, regardless of their party. I didn't have to like their votes or their priorities, but I had to find something I liked. And I succeeded in that pledge with nearly everyone who's been here while I'm here. Old farmers, especially old farmer legislators, never die. We will just wander off into a field of opportunities. Republican Representative Gary Worthen says after 16 years as a legislator, his heart is telling him it's time to return home to his farm, which has been in his family for six generations. People are what this job is about. It's not about legislation, they're getting elected. It's not about an agenda, nor assembling victories. It's about people. The people that put us here, the people that we work with every day, and the people that work in this endeavor called government as we work to bring about the best possible outcomes for everyone. I have always believed that I would know when it was time to retire from the legislature. And as I approach my 70th birthday, I know I heard the gasp in the room, you can't believe it, right? And completing my 28th year in the House, I know it's time. Democratic Representative Mary Masher. To the majority party, I've had the pleasure of getting to know many of you over the years, and I have appreciated your efforts to work with me and others in our Democratic caucus. Oftentimes you would ask my opinion or ask if I had suggestions on how to improve a bill. You didn't always take my suggestions. You were wrong on not doing that. But the fact that you asked and listened meant a great deal to me. Representative Masher, let me get a little serious here. In all seriousness, you scare the daylights out of me. <laughs> Republican Representative Robert Bacon has served for 10 years. He gives Democratic Representative Mary Masher a compliment of sorts. And the reason you scare me, I have seen you go after floor managers who couldn't answer a simple question. And you would ask them, have you not done your homework? You need to do your homework. Every bill that I've done, I have thought about you asking me, have you done your homework? There are more retirement speeches to come in the final days of the session, and they clearly provide a break from the contentious moments. Later, during a budget bill debate... Thank you, Representative Masher, for your amendment. Unlike Representative Bacon, Representative Masher, I'm not scared of you. And I do question, Mr. Speaker, whether this amendment is germane. 
He's so not scared of you, he's not going to ask you to yield. He's going to question whether or not you're Jermaine, or whether the amendment was Jermaine. Speaker Pat Grassley and Republican Representative Joel Fry bring some levity to a long debate about the Health and Human Services budget proposal. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I'll try to scare him later. The total budget for Health and Human Services is $6 billion. Most of this comes from the federal government. The amount from Iowa's general fund is $2.1 billion, which is an increase of $53.6 million from last year. This funds many departments, including the Department of Public Health, Veterans Affairs, and Medicaid. It also includes state institutions like the Glenwood Resource Center, which is for people with severe disabilities. This bill passes in the House, but shortly after, the governor announces the Glenwood Resource Center will be closing in 2024. This comes after the U.S. Department of Justice found Glenwood residents were subjected to harmful human experimentation and poor medical care in recent years. Whether or not the funding in this House bill will be appropriate for the closing of Glenwood and transition of patients in fiscal year 2023 isn't clear. But concerning the budget for health and human services and many other large budget bills the House has already passed, so far, the Senate has not presented their versions of budgets in the Senate chamber. Democratic leaders say a sticking point that could be holding things up are a couple of policy bills the House and Senate differ on. One is about changes to unemployment benefits and the other is about scholarships for private schools. It's obviously more complicated than just that, but things are slowing in the chambers. And in the six-year history of this podcast, that's when we take a break, pause the show, and catch up when it's clear the session is in the final days. And when will that be? Well, April 19th is when per diems for legislators stop. It's not a requirement for the session to end then, but it is an incentive. So, when the legislature gets close to an actual adjournment date, this podcast will resume. I'm John Pimple. This is the Legislative Podcast Under the Golden Dome. The script editor for this episode is Iowa Public Radio News Director Michael Leland. Story help comes from Iowa Public Radio's Statehouse reporter Katerina Sestarik. Additional reporting from Grant Gerlock. Digital team support for this podcast comes from Caitlin Troutman and Matt Searin. We probably only have one more episode left, but if you subscribe with your favorite podcast listening program, you'll get notified when we put it out. Under the Golden Dome is a production of Iowa Public Radio.